Hello and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. In today's session, our campus pastors Dave and Chuck discuss the question, how can we know that Christianity is the one true religion? This question is an important one for both believers and non-believers, and Dave and Chuck do a fantastic job of providing resources all throughout the discussion. I hope you get a lot out of this session, and so I want to pass it right along to Dave and Chuck. Hey, Chuck, good morning. Good hey, to see you, buddy. Hey, Dave. What's happening, man? Got to spend the whole day with you yesterday. Almost. Right, and eat some good food. You know, we're always going to talk about food on the podcast. Yeah, it was barbecue yesterday. It was, it was pretty good. I had a chicken fried steak. That's true. I had. I go to the barbecue place. I usually get barbecue. You go to the barbecue place, and you get chicken fried steak. Well, I wasn't sure of the barbecue, <laughs> so, I mean, how do you mess up chicken fried steak? And it was pretty good. It, it was pretty tasty, because I ate half years and all mine, so. Wasn't great, but it was It was, It was. was good. No, now, we were on our way to, we went to camp. We did go to camp. Are you looking forward to going to kids' camp, Chuck? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the Starbucks double shot energy, so I can run around with the kids at kids' camp. I've loaded up on some uh, just regular coffee from home. So what, what kind of music are we going to listen to on this trip? I'm listening to Van Morrison radio on Spotify. Van Morrison. Was that like a Leonard Skinner guy or something? Let me smell that coffee. I think he spiced that up a little bit with something. It's got cinnamon in it. Cinnamon? Cinnamon in it. So what's your favorite 80s band? My favorite when I was in the 80s was Howard Jones. But probably over time, you two. Who's Howard Jones? I don't even know. You know, cinnamon's always a secret ingredient in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that how you get to be a Division One baseball player? Um, I think God blessed me with a good right arm at one point. Yeah? Yeah. I can throw the ball hard. How's that working out today? Uh, I can't throw it from here to you. <laughs> We're going to eat Chinese food on our way to the camp? I don't care as long as it's not common. Kava. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, I don't want to get, chase that rabbit. No. Because if we would chase a rabbit, he would end up in college. executive pastor, Don, loves Kava. Speaking of executive pastor, aren't you thankful he's given us some freedom and we don't have to have him? No, man. Deal? Just kind of go off to go off to kids' camp, no interruptions. It's kind of nice. Got to go see the kids. Got to go see our uh, great leaders, Joy and Missy, and uh, see how they – Got to fair. It was awesome. Yeah, and they, you know, it was awesome hearing all that God did at camp this past Sunday as they were, you know, as we got to share just the big things that God is doing in our children's ministry. Right. Awesome. We heard about our student ministry a few weeks ago because we got great leaders there. God's just doing a work here at Mission City. It's just awesome. It's cool to see and hear from Missy and Joy just the life transformation that's happening. And this is Joy's first time to get to go to campus. She's right. kind of new, and she had just a great take on everything. And I can't and wait to hear it. the different, because Joy, this is her first camp, and her first camp with Mission City, and this is Missy, and right. she's had many camps. She's been in, right. in ministry for, for uh, children's ministry for a long time, and then she's been here at Mission City, I want to say six or seven years, and so this has probably been her fifth camp at least. I know one year they didn't go, I think, because of COVID. So this is probably her sixth or seventh camp at Mission City. So I'm excited to hear. Right. And by the time this podcast airs, they will have been back and we will have gotten to see that. Yeah. And so if you're at, uh, if you were at church Sunday after this, uh, before this podcast uh, airs, you got to hear all the great things that happened at camp and we will have, we will have gotten to hear that as well. And so uh, just super excited again for what our kids ministry is doing and yeah. And the lives that they're and impacting. If you, 
are listening, you live in the San Antonio area, you have kids, <clears throat> you want to be a part of that. We got a right. kids extravaganza thing coming up, first of August. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. You have students. We have an incredible student ministry. We just got some awesome things. Check out the website, missioncity.church, and we would love to, to have you come be a part of Mission City. There's a place for you to plug in at Mission City. Absolutely. Well, today's topic this is tough. a good one. This is, this is one that this is uh, tough. may require somebody smarter than me, but I am going to give it a shot, Chuck. And it's tough not because we have a lack of faith. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I struggle a lot with being able to explain in, a, in an apologetic way. In apologetic, um, you mean in defense of our faith, in not in not sorry a, of our faith. Sorry of our faith. A lot of people don't. Yeah, thank you for correcting yeah. that. Yes, but um, yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah. And I've had to, uh, you know, I've read some books. Share, share one off the, the top of your head. I'll share one off the top of mine. More Than a Carpenter. More Than a Carpenter. Josh, Josh McDowell. McDowell. That's phenomenal. That was a great book. I think that's a great I read that early book. on in my faith. I did too. I read that when I was at Clemson. Josh McDowell came to Clemson. Is that right? Um, when I was at, uh, of course, attending there in, in the 90s, a long time ago, and um, got to hear him speak and got to hear him talk about, um, you know, evidence that demands a verdict. Mm-hmm. I think that his, it was his uh, journey going from being a, I don't know if he was atheistic, but at least he was, at some point he was agnostic right. and moved to the point where he was a, a true believer in the redemptive power of Jesus's death on the cross and became a Christian as a result. Yeah, I really, I got to know Josh McDowell. Um, his daughter was in our student ministry back in the day when I was a, a student minister at a uh, church in Plano. And uh, Josh McDowell's daughter, Heather, went to uh, a Christian school there and she attended our, our student ministry. And actually, we used to have uh, kind of like what we have in life groups here. We had that, we called them COGS, Communities of Growth, where we had a student-led, adult-coached Bible studies that met in the homes each week on instead of having a big student Wednesday night for, for high school. And Heather led one of our, co-led one of our, uh, one of those groups. And uh Josh McDowell came and, and spoke in that little group one time. He signed a book for me, and he attended church there. And uh, just a great guy. We talk on the phone. It's been years now, um, but we talk on the phone every now and then. And just a genuine believer of, of, and you said it right, the redemptive power of Jesus Christ really changed his life. And so those two books, Evidence of Demand of Verdict, was I think the very first outside the Bible uh, Christian book that I read. Uh, then I read Mere Christianity. C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, One phenomenal. of the great apologists. Yeah, that's a phenomenal book. Um, so I recommend Mere Christianity as well. Uh, and then I read More Than a Carpenter. And really for me, though, I, I, I wasn't reading those because I needed the proof. I was so broken and lost when I came to faith in Christ. I experienced such a transformation in an instant that I already believe because the power of the Holy Spirit overwhelmed me and freed me from addictions. I'd been trying to get free from a lot of addictions for a very long time. And when I prayed to receive Christ on that Wednesday morning, 
after opening day of baseball season that year, I went to the Ranger game, and uh, it was the next day because I'd see, back then I had season tickets, and, and it was the very next day I came to faith, and, and Jesus changed me so much from that instant. I didn't need to to read that. I knew I knew it was real. So for me, I didn't read those books for that, but I got to as I went into the ministry, use many quotes and recommend those books to other people that help them. Uh, to have a greater understanding of how true our faith is, which is what we're talking about today is how do we know that Jesus is the only way? How do we know that Christianity is the one true right religion? Did you see, the? I read the book, and I don't know if you saw the movie, The Case for Christ. I did. I've read the book a long time ago, and I, Ashley and I, we have Pure Flix on uh an app that you can mm-hmm. watch Christian movies. Right. And, and that was one of the movies on there that we watched one night. It, the, and the movie was great. I was Lee Strobel. I went to see it at the movie theater Did you really? with my wife on a date night. And you think, well, go see that on a date night. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That was Abs- our date night. We were just it at was, home. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, and what I loved seeing is the, there was j- the, the audience was weeping at yeah. the end of this thing. And I think that, that, Lee brings, his story brings a lot to the table in that it was not only his research that led him to the point of saying that Jesus was real. It was watching the growth and the change in his wife's life, which really, to me, I think the greatest evidence we have that we serve and worship the true God and have a true Savior in Jesus Christ is the change that he makes in our lives, the transformation in our lives. Because all of the others are religions. It's about what can I do to get to God, whereas Christianity is what God has done to get to us. And And one of the things that Pastor Matt says is that Christianity is not a religion. It is a genuine relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And as you mentioned, all the other religions are all work-based. You know, you have to knock on so many doors. You have to do so many things. You have to, you know, they've got this list of things that you have to do. And in Christianity, you know, we are taught that the works come after our faith, that we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and then therefore there are works that we can point to in our life. Like you were talking about transformation. That is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, that he is doing that work in, in our lives each and every day. We're not like working to get the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, so we desire to glorify God through our transformed lives. It's out of the overflow Absolutely. of our lives, of the change that is already happening happened in our life through um, our relationship with Christ. I I think today there's some modern-day guys that I really like to listen to, and and I'll, I'll YouTube every once in a while. Like Frank Turek. I don't know if you know of Frank Turek. He's cross-exa- cross-examined. I, you, I haven't listened to a lot of him, but I, I do know who that is. Yeah, and, and he, he looks at things from a very scientific viewpoint. I think what what's good about what Frank does is he, he understands the, the culture and the worldview that we're battling today. Right. I mean, the worldview culture and the and the, the the idea behind a lot of what is happening in our world is that one, if you do believe in a God, that there's multiple paths to him. There can't just be one way. Right. And 
Frank has does a great job of explaining on on how that that can't be true. Right. And I heard something today. It was like really interesting when I was I was kind of doing some research for this topic. Was to say that there's multiple paths to God insults God. Right. Absolutely. Because it makes him and just an oh he's just an easy it's just an easy way. Right. Well, and it, it nullifies it does the death of his son. Why he sent his son? If there were many ways, why would he send his son to die and just make that one of the ways? Right. He wouldn't take his darling son. We have kids. You and I have kids. We yeah. understand that concept of sending our son to, 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 to be that sacrifice for our sins. And so, yeah, you can't say, you know, why would he have done that with his one and only son if there were many ways? He certainly wouldn't have had to die that horrible death that he died on the cross if there were many ways. And, you know, and I, heard, I heard somebody say this, and I don't remember who it was, but what they said was, you know, I used to think that there were many ways, and then I was really surprised that there weren't many ways. But then when I understood the depth of my sin in light of the holiness and the perfection of God, I'm amazed there's a way at all. I'm surprised he even made one way because we're so sinful. Right. And so I always remembered that. You know how that is so true. You know I am because I, I know how sinful I was. You know how sinful you were, and in our hearts, how dark they could have been before we knew Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I'm surprised that that He loved me enough to send His Son so that I could have a relationship with Him. Right. So if you're if you're at home or you're, you know, I think most of the people who would be listening to this podcast probably are in a place where they there's they're they're they're, they're a place at least where they say, okay, I know God is real. I don't need to be convinced that that God is real. I don't even need to be convinced that that Christianity is the true path. How do I how do I tell that story? Right. How do I share with my unbelieving friends that Christianity is the only way? And it it all goes down to to really one thing, the resurrection. Sure reliability of the resurrection. If the resurrection did not happen, then all we do is, is in vain. Right. It's all, it's all untrue. You can throw the whole thing out, but you look at the reliability of the new Testament, the stories, not just mm-hmm. the biblical stories that, that, that are told from the Bible, but right. historically, right. There's so much evidence that says that Jesus died on a cross you have to have resurre- You have to have death before you have resurrection. Sure. And he died on a cross. He was placed in a tomb, and the tomb was empty. And it all the reputation of all the the right. biblical writers, even the non biblical writers, right. the Apostle Paul, all their reputation is completely staked, and they had everything to lose, right. really nothing to gain, except for eternal life. But when you look at it from a worldview nothing to gain from telling that story. Right. Paul had to, Paul was a, a Pharisee and, and, and a religious leader and, and had the, you know, just had the world by the tail, so to speak, you know, and he gave all that up because he discovered the, the truth and he would not have given that up, um, but for only the truth. All of the, the, the disciples were martyred for their faith. And you think about that, if they had stole the body or if they had made this up or any of those things, were they willing to die in the way they did? I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm lying about something and you're torturing me, I'm probably going to come around and tell you the truth. But if, if, 
it is true, I'm willing to die for that. And they were willing to die for that because they knew it was true. They saw it with their own eyes. They experienced it with their own heart, and their lives were transformed. And therefore, they were willing to die for that because they knew what truth is. And, and right. I go back to Matthew 16, even before that, and Jesus has them gathered, and uh, he goes, hey, who do people say that I am? And they come back with some say this and some say that. And I love that because today the world says the same thing. Some say he's this, some say he's that. And then Jesus asked, well, who do you say that I am? The big test. Yeah, who do you say? Who do you say? And then, right. and of course, Peter comes back with, you are the Christ, the Christos. You are the son of the living God. And, and, and Peter knew truth. And that's the thing today is what really happens is people try and redefine what truth is. You know, if you look at truth, truth is absolute. And every single absolute truth in science or in, in math, mathematical truth is absolute. Two plus two is always four. I, I didn't do very well in math, but I know two plus two is four, right? You slept at a Holiday Inn I, last I, night. I did. <laughs> I, so I know. I didn't know. We came back from camp. Yeah, I slept right. in my bed, which yeah. is the best place. Yeah. But two plus two is always four. It doesn't matter where you live, where you are. That is absolute. Scientific truth is absolute. Water always freezes at the same you know, 32 degrees or whatever it is that water freezes. I don't know. Science guys, please don't comment. I didn't go very far, you know. I'm not, I wasn't a school teacher like Chuck. But water freezes. It is absolute truth. And so it's the same thing with spiritual things. Christianity is absolutely true because truth is absolute. And you, you, you talk to people who say there is no absolute truth and you ask them, well, is that true? And they go, yeah. And then you go, well, you just proved my yeah. point that they're, by saying there's no absolute truth and you say, well, that's true. You're there like, wait a second. Yeah. Can't have it both ways, buddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> not going to work. No. I mean, and, and I don't even get the argument about truth. I mean, there has to be truth. I mean, it's fundamental in everything that we do. And the fact that we have a guide that exists. And I don't know how many of you have to stand before people and just to convince them that God exists, ask them, can the finite create the finite? No, right. it takes an infinite being to create a finite, a finite existence. Absolutely. And so uh, those are the always uh, kind of the areas that I, I, I have trouble with when people start telling me that a God doesn't exist. And then the earth just, the world, the universe just, just came into being, existed. Yeah. It, it well, can't look how itself. adamant people were about stuff like for a long time, we believed we were at the center. And then, or even before that, the earth was flat. They were convinced the earth was flat. It's they were not, convinced that, it's, it's not that we were the center. We were convinced that, you know, it goes, yeah, it's not flat. There's okay. still a, I, I saw there was a flat There's earth a lot society. Of there. there was a flat earth society that had a couple thousand members, mm -hmm. which is, which is kind of crazy to me. But, you know, if you're flat earth society, um, you know. We still love you. We still love you. Jesus loves you. Yes. But that was the thing is science, you know, the, the telescope always finds a new solar system, always finds billions more planet or whatever it is. We do not have the capacity to understand those things. And as you mentioned, God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God is, is, is we're always trying to take God and put him in some sort of a box and define God, but we cannot do that. God is too, as you said, he's infinite. Yeah. So I think as we kind of wrap up today, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways and directions we could go. We probably could go part two if we really wanted to dive into too, into it too far. But, uh, you know, I, I think the, the big struggle that, that you're always going to have is that it's the Holy Spirit that has to do the work in people's lives. Um, I don't even know that it's oftentimes worth even arguing with people over the 
is Christianity the true religion? We know it is. We've seen Christ work in our lives. We trust the Holy Spirit. Uh, He does his work. We don't. We can only defend um, what has happened to us. What has happened to us. Yeah, what's happened to me, my transformation. I know what I was before. And, and, And a lot of people knew what I was before. I'm not that guy anymore. I haven't been that guy for 20-something years. I'm free from those things because of the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. I am free in that. You're set free from the law of sin and death. I am because of who I am in Jesus Christ, because of the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't anything I did. He didn't die for me because I was so good, but in spite of that. And so if you are listening to this and and you're going, well, what's the best way to prove it? It's that sanctification process, which means the process of becoming more like Jesus every day. You should be in God's word. You should be praying. You should be serving out of the overflow of your own heart. You should be loving other people, looking at them through the eyes of, of Jesus, being patient with the agnostic, the atheist, those that question, you know, not being so dogmatic and unfriendly that you cut yourself off or so political that you're cutting yourself off from being able to demonstrate the love of Jesus in your own life, how that looks in your life. That really is the thing that speaks to people the most, what your life looks like. So demonstration greater than explanation. Absolutely. 100% of the time. Well, awesome. So, Dave, man, it's been great talking with you guys at home. If you live in the area, if you're in the San Antonio area, maybe you live out the Northwest Corridor. We have a we have an awesome campus. We'd love for you to love to see you on a Sunday. If you're in the in the heart of San Antonio, our central campus is a place for you. Uh, we'd love to see you on a Sunday. If not, if you're not in the San Antonio, the Northwest Corridor area, continue to check us out online. Check us out on the That's podcast. Right. It's been awesome. Nine thirty and eleven you. o'clock our services at both campuses and they're identical and they're awesome they they i have a good time every week yeah the worship everything is is yeah every single week i'm like is it sunday yet is it sunday yeah. is it sunday awesome so well, yeah we'll great time man we'll see y'all next time take care thank you so much for listening to the mission city podcast if you enjoyed this session then we encourage you to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform that you are listening it really helps us reach more people with the gospel of christ Thank you again, and we look forward to seeing you next week.